Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Package Tourist, hosted by yours truly, The Package Tourist and the Magical Mystery Tour Called Life, Matthew DiBiaz. Tonight, I will be interviewing baseball artist Margie Lawrence. Margie has had a lifelong love affair with baseball and especially the Chicago Cubs, and for almost a quarter century, she has painted and sketched a magnificent collection of images of baseball players, male and female, both immortal and obscure. Her first exhibition was in 1999, and since then, she has staged exhibitions throughout the United States. And when Margie isn't immortalizing baseball players on canvas, she also sketches and paints images of musical icons. Margie, which came first, painting or baseball? Ah, uh, baseball. Okay. How old were you when you attended your first baseball game? Oh, my. Um... I say I was in the second grade. Okay. Uh, what year was that? Oh, gosh, you want me to do math now? Um, <laughs> I think it was 1964. Ooh, wow. Okay. Who were your favorite? Now, you're a Chicago. Now, you said you stated, you know, you're a Chicago Cubs fan. Who were your favorite Cubs players growing up? Well, you know, the the usual suspects, Ernie Banks, Ron Santo, we lost Glenn Becker yesterday. Yeah. Um, Fergie Jenkins, of course, Billy Williams. Did you have any favorite non-Chicago Cubs players that you respected and admired? Well, you got to like a guy like Ted Williams. Oh, yeah, my fave, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I love Bob Feller because he's such a character. Ooh. And he was a pretty good pitcher. Okay. Now, Margie, where did you develop your artistic schools? Did you attend any art schools growing up, a, like, a high school or college? Well, I did go to art school, but for computer art. Um, I taught myself to paint and draw. Okay. At uh, wh what age did you start painting and drawing, Margie? Um, I don't know. Uh, seriously, not till 1998. Ooh, wow. Do you have any favorite artists or painters, uh, people who you respected and admired or perhaps perhaps influenced your own personal artistic style? Does, do you have any favorite artists? Well, actually, I used to read Mad Magazine, <laughs> and they had great artists in Mad Magazine, and I always wanted to be able to be a cartoonist, Ooh. and I do have friends who do that. I can't draw a cartoon for the life of me, but um, so I grew up with those guys influencing me. And the artist that worked at the National Lampoon. Ooh. And, uh, and then you got modern artists who everybody likes. Um, I'm, I don't know too much about it. Okay. Uh, so, you know, yeah. I mean, so uh, you're, I, I was just, I was wondering, I mean, your work is not really derivative of anyone famous style. I mean, you know, some people say, oh, I like Van Gogh or I like, you know, Dolly or something like that. So your work is not really derivative of anyone. Is that accurate? No, no it's derivative of me. 
Okay. Were your parents supportive of your artistic path, Margie? Well, they're both artists. Oh, okay. Now, when did you decide to devote yourself towards sketching and painting baseball players? When did you decide that? About 1998. Okay. Now... When you choose an artistic subject, you know, what goes into it? I mean, do you, do you, when you chose a certain player, okay, I want to paint a certain player. I mean, what goes into that? I mean, why do you choose a certain player as opposed to another? What go, go through your process when you decide, okay, I want to do a painting of like Willie Mays or Fergie Jenkins or whomever. What goes through that process? Well, I did do a few of Willie Mays. I did the famous catch. Okay. And then I did his gathering of great hitters from the All-Star game okay. with Williams and Stan Musial and, and Hank Aaron. Okay. Of all the players that you've painted, which one was probably the most challenging to sketch and paint in your view? Which one gave you the greatest challenge? Oh, um... I don't know, the next one. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I notice, you know, because uh, you, I uh, like to tell my audience, uh, Margie and I are Facebook friends, and from time to time she puts up samples of her magnificent work. I've noticed that when you do your paintings and sketches, you paint from real-life photographs. And I, I, I was struck by that because it kind of reminds me of Andy Warhol. When he would do his paintings, he would actually take a photograph of a celebrity and then do, you know, do his artwork like overlaying that photograph. I mean, I was kind of wondering, I mean, were you into Warhol or anything like that? Is it derivative of Andy Warhol? Well, Andy was more of a salesman. But he was a, he, he did derive his art from popular art. Um, no, I dear Andy, I, he had a great uh, exhibition at the Art Institute in 1988 when I started attending school there. Ooh. But I liked Andy because he knew how to market his art. Okay. Now, working from photographs, I have to because 90% of the guys are dead. Okay. Do you do like abstract imagery? Do you kind of paint from your mind or do you go strictly by photographs, Margie? I have to go by photographs. Now, cartoonists, those are the guys who paint from their mind. Okay. Um, tell me. Uh, what, what, tell us about your first exhibition in 1999. What was that? Uh, what, what, what were you featuring there? Who, which players did you feature in your very first one in 1999? And where was that? Oh, um, I think it was at the Excalibur nightclub. Oh, I can't remember. I, I know there was a Hack Wilson and a Casey Stengel. You know, there were 20 pieces in that show so it's hard to remember have you gotten good critical acclaim margie you know from the artistic press you know established press have you gotten good feedback um well they they don't look at my 
paintings as art, but I am in a high-end gallery, and they treat me as a high-end artist, so I guess the critics like me. Okay. Have you gotten any feedback from the, the, those major league players? I mean, a few that are alive. Have they ever seen your works? Have you ever been able to show them, hey, I've done this painting of you, like Ernie Banks or someone like that, or Fergie Jenkins? Did they ever get to see your work? Have you ever gotten any feedback from players about your works? The have ignored me completely. Oh, oh. They don't have the white socks. Oh, Okay. And so is Major League Baseball. Um, there's other artists that are quite successful and deservingly so, but it, there comes across a, a stigma of being a woman. Oh, uh, so you're saying you're a little bit of the glass, uh, well, I shouldn't say a little bit, you're getting kind of, we're, we're talking about the glass ceiling here, correct? Well, I just think it's hard to break into an all-male club. Ooh, okay. Um, tell me, let's get back to your your love of baseball. So I've never I've never had the great honor of ever watching a game at Wrigley Field. I've never been to downtown Chicago. Tell me, tell our listeners, what's it like to go to Wrigley Field? Tell me, what's it like, the ambiance and the vibes? Well, first of all, it's nowhere near downtown Chicago. Oh. It's in the neighborhood. Okay. North of downtown Chicago called Lakeview. They started calling it Wrigley View in 1984. I grew up in that neighborhood. Ooh. Uh, the Ricketts turned it into a shopping mall. Ooh. But they also got us a World Series. Wow. Um, did your father, was your father a season ticket holder? No. Ooh. He's now, a White Sox fan. <laughs> but you, you went with the Cubs, though, kind of classic generation gap? Well, we grew up by the ballpark. Ah. Tell me, uh, did you see games through the, the sad season of 1969? Were you able to see games there? Well, personally, no, but I certainly watched them on WGN. Oh, because I was kind of curious because, you know, that was that sad summer. They, you know, they were, they were ahead all those years. And then finally, they, they just they, they collapsed in late August and September to the Mets and all that. I was kind of wondering, were you there at that famous series in July, that three-game series, you know, against no, the Mets when no, Al Weiss I, hit those two I, home I runs? And like I said, my parents were Sox fans. Ah, yeah. Um, did you ever go to Comiskey Park? Oh, yeah. What's the difference between Comiskey Park and Wrigley Field in terms of atmospherics? Can you describe it to us? Well, nowadays, um, there's more of a... How shall I put this? There's more people of color at Comiskey. Okay. It's not called Comiskey anymore. I forgot. It's some insurance company, I think. Oh, yeah. And, and the food's a lot better. Yeah. At, at Fox Park. Because old Comiskey was West Side Chicago, correct? South Side. Oh, South Side. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Now, I was curious. Didn't I remember before we did this? I mean, I remember. Didn't you have an exhibition plan for this spring before COVID nineteen shut everything down? Didn't you tell me you had an exhibition plan? Well, I was hoping to have something going at the gallery, and I had like some things hung up in the salon, which is like an off room on the gallery. Okay. But yeah, you know, baseball season. I was certainly, I always have a show every summer, so. Okay. When you when you when you do a painting, do you pencil sketch first, do the basic sketch, and then you start then you start applying your paints? I mean, I've never I'm not a visual artist myself. I've always been curious about the the drawing and painting process. Can you describe it to our listeners? Well, everybody does it differently, but I do an underdrawing and pencil, and then I go over it in watercolor and gouache. Oh, okay. So you always use water. So you always use watercolor. Then you don't use like acrylics or like I know some painters like why I like to use tempura and all that. You've never gone that route, correct? Well, I could use oils and acrylic, but I taught myself how to work with watercolors. Oh, okay. Have you have you ever been commissioned to do a work? You know, a baseball related work. Well, that's all I've been doing for the last two years. Oh, wow. Uh, who's commissioned you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, just private individuals. Nobody famous. So it is possible to, uh, to uh, commission a work and you do it and you can you can purchase a painting. Is that correct, Margie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, now, you have a website. Is that correct, Margie? What is? Please tell our uh, listeners, what is your website? It's MargieLawrence.com. How much are your paintings? I mean, let's say hypothetically if I commissioned you, okay, I like a painting of um, Ted Williams. How much would it cost me, Margie? Well, it's like real estate. How big do you want it? Oh, how big can you do a canvas? I mean, what's your biggest canvas you've ever done, uh, Margie? Well, five and a half feet by four feet. Ooh, okay. Wow. Getting back to Wrigley Field, when you go, have you ever been a bleacher bum or is it the regular stands when you go to a game? Well, I'm a pretty well-known bleacher bum. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, the bleacher bums are, are, are legendary. I mean, what's it like being in the famous bleachers? Left center or right center bleachers? Well, first of all, there's left field and right field. There's no center field. Okay. Um. There is a center section, and that's where they, I like to sit because you can watch the pitching game. But left field is where all the home runs go. I started in left field. I gradually went to center field. Plus, the concession stands right behind you. And before there were those videotrons, the only um, TV showing um uh, what do they call it again? Uh, replays. Yeah. Or on the TV. Behind us at the concession stand. Tell me if this is true. Isn't it true the Chicago ble the Chicago Cubs bleacher bombs were the first that do the practice of 
when an opposition player would hit a home run ball in the stands, they would throw the ball back on the field. And, you know, uh, are they, were they the first? Is that yeah, true? So those were the guys um, before me in the 70s. Those were the original bleacher bums. They wore like yellow hard hats and such. Yeah. Have you ever done that yourself? You out, you caught a home run ball, an opposition home run ball and thrown out on the field. Have you ever done that yourself? I avoid those because it usually looks like a rugby scrimmage Ooh. when that home run ball comes into the bleachers. I know. I remember reading stories. There's some people that if a home run ball goes out of the stadium, like on Waveland Avenue, they've got people who are very good at catching and you know scrambling for those balls. Have you ever done that, been outside the stadium and done a home run ball scramble? Well, those are called the ball hawks. Ooh. And they also are friends of mine, and some of them go back 40 years. Wow. 40, 50 years. And, uh, no, once again, I, I don't want to get tackled by another man going after a baseball. Okay. Tell me, Margie, were you in the stands the, not the sad night of the Bartman incident? Were you in the stands that night? No, sadly, I don't. Where I rarely went to night games. Ooh. Do you remember where were you? Were you in we're living in Chicago that sad well, night? I was watching it on TV. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, how about 2016? Finally, the great curse ended. I mean, were you able to see any one of the World Series games say, uh, four years ago? Oh, well, um, you know, being an artist and all, I, I didn't have like a thousand dollars for an SRO seat. Oh. <laughs> what? So I watched it on TV in a packed bar, and it was so much fun. I mean, finally, a hundred and eight years. What what goes through the mind? I mean, when you know, finally, the curse has ended. I mean, what goes through your heart and your soul? Well. I was alone. I had to leave the bar during the rain delay, and I came back home, and I was by myself, uh, and it was really nice. I was very happy. I was I was very uh, at peace and happy, and there was nobody screaming in my ear. Um, I did not go down to Wrigley Field, and I'm only five feet two, Ooh. and so, you know, Masters of humanity are taller than me. Ah, uh, I mean, like a religious experience. Did you do a painting of like the victory celebration, you know, on the field when it was over, or anything like that? Have you done any paintings about that that great moment? Well, I did compare it to the dance of the three graces, um, but no, I did a. a a, a nice detailed sketch of uh, Bryant Rizzo and the dearly departed Addison Russell. Wow. Have you ever done like a sketch of the late Harry Carey, you know, Harry, Harry Carey, you know, God rest his soul? Um, no, but I certainly have a lot of photos of him in his underwear conducting business from the broadcast booth. <laughs> Tell me now. You said your father was a, a red, a White Sox fan. 
Was he alive when they, when the Chai Sox finally won their series in 05? Was he alive to see that? No, sadly, no. Oh, I mean, did your mother share the same love or no, she didn't care? Well, she, I converted her to Cubdom. Ah, okay. Margie, when can we expect your next exhibition? I mean, okay, and I know with COVID, you know, things there, but I know, but I mean, what, 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 what do you have something in mind when finally things can open up again? Do you have anything in mind? And who would well, you like I, to feed? I worked for uh, Shelby, North Carolina, is it? Ooh. The World Series um, for um, minor leagues, I think. I'm not sure. Ooh. I'm not sure. It's, a, it's supposed to be dedicated to women in baseball. Ooh. And it's in July, but, you know, that's probably not going to happen. So you say your exhibition will be devoted to women's baseball. Is that the famous one, like League of Their Own, the Women's you know, Baseball League? Is that what yeah, we're talking yeah. about? Actually, a few are still with us. Okay. Down the road, years from now, do you have any other ideas that you'd like to pursue, like future projects or future players you would like to sketch, you know, for future exhibitions? Well, of course. I'd like to do more Negro League players. Ooh. I think they're underrepresented in the sense of the baseball art community. Um, I need to do more modern players. I tend to do older players, historical figures. So we'll see. I, I, I can only go like two or three steps ahead. Of all the players you have painted and sketched, who do you think was the most aesthetically beautiful player in terms of artistic beauty? In other words, beautiful like a portrait. You could fall in love with this person in terms of, in terms of beauty, you know, grace, you know, all of that. Ted Williams. Okay. Okay, why? How and why? What was? What is it? He was handsome. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'll tell you, I love Ted Williams myself. I mean, I put a, I remember I put up a Facebook post. In other words, if you constructed your field of dreams, if it was you, who would be the player you would want to meet, you know, when coming out of the cornfield? Mine would have been Ted Williams. How about you, Margie? Who would have you met, you know, on your field of dreams? Well, it would be Ted, but he'd probably be cursing because he couldn't get out of the cornfield. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Margie, to me, watching that last home run and at bat, to me, it's always such a beautiful thing. Just, I mean, if I had been a baseball player, I would have patented my home run trot after his. If you've seen the films of him going around the bases that last time and all that, I've always loved it. No, hang on, I got a frog in my throat. Oh, sorry. So sorry. Um, yeah, he never tipped his hat. Yep, yep. An absolute individual. Do you? Well, no, I think he was an a hole. <laughs> are you? Are you? Or would you call yourself fiercely individualistic, Maji? Mm, no. Okay. Well. Margie, I want to thank you so much for appearing on my show, and I wish you the best of luck in all your artistic endeavors. And 
Let me know if you are you ever been tempted to put out like a book of your works or anything like that? I would love to, but right now everything's on hold. Okay. If you ever come out, yeah. If you ever come out with a book, Margie, let me know, and I'd like to have you on my show again. Okay, so you can help you promote your book. Okay, Margie. Thank you so much, Matthew. You take care. Hey, be safe, Margie. Be safe. You too. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Stay, Bye. Bye. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, for next week's show, where I will be interviewing author and Civil War historian Whit McCoskery about his literary career. Thank you and good night.